Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Jace, I'm joined, like always, by Sean and Joe. Let's get right into it. Danny Dimes brings the Giants to get their first win, 32-31 to at the Buccaneers. Sean, what would you think of the game? Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones looked amazing. Danny Dimes, our next franchise QB. We have our future. It's a very exciting feeling um, to know that we have our future QB after so many years uh, with question marks uh, with our succession plan behind Eli. So it was great to see that. In his first career start, he looked like he was in about his 50th career start. He looked like a, a poised veteran in the pocket. Um, when the pressure, when the pocket collapsed and the uh, pressure was getting to him, he didn't, he didn't panic at all. You know, he just kept his eyes downfield, didn't look at the pass rush, uh, was able to get the ball downfield. And it was really impressive um, seeing how he handled the offense, uh, how he went into that game and had a great game. Obviously, he showed his mobility with the two rushing touchdowns. But it's definitely great to see for the future. Um, I'm very excited for it. And um, it was a very good uh, overall team win. Horrible, horrible, horrible day for the New York Giants. Very excited, obviously, yeah. about Daniel Jones. I was hoping that uh, the field goal would have been good. I, I don't, I mean, why, why, and not just because I picked against the Giants. That's not why. A little bit. But mostly, I don't want this team to go 6-10. and 10, And I'm afraid that's where this is headed. And like the 15th pick in the draft. I don't I don't want that. I almost feel like Barkley's injury where, you know, they're saying he's probably going to be out more towards the eight weeks than the four. Yeah. I think that's good news for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Let, let him not be on the field during this rebuilding year. I think the defense looked a lot better. I, I'm curious about Janoris Jenkins. I've always been a yeah. big fan of the Jackrabbit. Obviously, after the Bills game, and, and he was right in his assessment of his teammates performance on the defensive line but you can't go out there and play like garbage after you call your team out you know this is a guy who's quit on this team before one of several members of a secondary that did that a couple of seasons ago I I feel like he did it again this week and if it's not that then Janoris Jenkins may as well change his name to Toast because he is getting burnt on a lot of plays Absolutely killing them, especially in light of how well Baker played on the other side of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what to make of these Giants. They played much better, obviously, with Ogletree out of the lineup as well. So, yeah, right. uh, you know, would, would, the, would it behoove the Giants to maybe look to move a couple of veteran contracts? Uh, again, with an eye towards next season, which I think is really where things are going to go. I, I'll say this about Danny Dimes. Uh, tremendous quarterback. I love how confident and poised he was in the pocket. I love that he, you know, the, the mobility. This is what we've been talking about. This is, and again, we we all love Eli Manning and how cool Eli after the game, you know, the 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 moment they had there between them was, was so fantastic. But we've been missing this. We've been missing this since Jeff Hostetler. It's a long time. To, to have a quarterback that just stays in that pocket and, and really can't extend plays, can't keep his team on the field. So excited about the future, but something's got to be done about this god-awful defense and the defensive play calling. I mean, have we learned nothing over the last two seasons where teams consistently give up that late giant score with a buck 20 or less on the clock? They go right down. the. I mean, that's got to stop. There, there, there needs to be better management of the clock by this coaching staff, as far as I'm concerned. That, that's a glaring misstep with with this organization right now. Yeah, Janoris Jenkins played horribly, but some parts of the defense did step up. Marquise Golden got two sacks. Dexter Lawrence got a sack on top of that. Ryan Conley had seven total tackles and an interception, filling in for Alec Ogletree. So that was all good. It was just Janoris Jenkins and then – Jameis Winston figuring out, hey, I have Mike Evans on my team, and I can throw the ball to him. So uh, it was a little bit of uh, Janoris Jenkins playing. Can we talk about that baloney 
pass interference call with the flag where, I mean, there was a little oh, bit of yeah. incidental contact by Jabril Peppers. And, and I had joked on Twitter and you responded. I said, imagine if they make holding penalties reviewable. Yeah. The, the entire game will be reviewed every single play. I'm so sorry the Saints lost. Boo-hoo already. This rule is stupid. I don't understand why every team at some point isn't just going to chuck the ball way downfield and hope to get the pay. You got yeah. the flag ready. Boom, there you go. 46-yard gain first down. Why not? It, it, it's This is stupid. I, yeah. I, I really don't like it. To me, the, the, you know, the one the Giants challenged where, where they basically were challenging an offensive uh, uh, pass interference call. You know, it was a little bit of a tit for tat, a little gamesmanship on their part. Not yeah. just the NFL is about scoring; it's about offenses, and I feel like this rule just makes it even harder for the defense to do its job. I think that rule, the challenge rule, they shouldn't have started off with that right off the bat. Going into this week. The NFL and Roger Goodell came out and said, we're going to fine refs for making bad decisions after the Cam Jordan fumble return last week. Mm -hmm. But I think that should have been the first step. Going and saying, if the refs make a bad call, we'll find them. Not changing the whole dynamic of the game with this challenge and what is and isn't a pass interference and that stuff. Because you are right. It slows down the game. It, it, you're right. On a Hail Mary, Hail Marys are going to be like, the completion percent on that is going to be so high because there always is a, something with that. Where There's a lot of hands some, out. A lot of hands yeah. out on those plays. What are you going to do? It, yeah, it, it makes games tougher to watch, that's for sure. Um, I don't see why they had to install it. Obviously, I understand that the Saints are mad over what happened, but they have a, another chance to win later in that game. So I don't – I don't. Th and now it's going to affect the NFL as a whole just because of one, one missed call. So I, don't, I definitely don't like that. Um, but as, as you were saying about the defense, uh, definitely good that the pass rush is starting to get home a little yeah. bit. Uh, Marcus Golden with four QB hits, two sacks, like you said, start, uh, definitely looks good. You said that DeAndre Baker played well, which he did. Uh, Chris Godwin, who had a great season f through the first two games, yeah. uh, had a very quiet game with Grant Haley, the nickel corner in the slot, manning him down, and uh, as well as DeAndre Baker. So the defense uh, definitely looks a lot better. I think it's just with the youth and them being so young, it's it's just going to take a, a couple games to get the for them to start clicking and getting that uh, camaraderie and just getting together and being good defense. And also, so wait a minute before you go any further, you sound a little bit like Pat Shermer right now. <laughs> you think these guys need a couple more games and everything's going to be all right? No. Because the, the offense is kind of get, getting in the yeah. high gear, too. If if you're saying in a couple of games you think these guys can kind of get it down, then maybe nah. we're talking about a different kind of season. So what are you saying, Sean? I'm saying by the end of the season, I see them being okay. le leaps and bounds better than they were the first couple weeks. Um, I think they just have so many players that don't have experience in the NFL. And like you, like I just said, DeAndre Baker, the first game looked terrible. Already three games in, he's looking a lot better. It just comes with confidence, I think, uh, being out there on the field, just being confident in your work and just getting those reps. So by the end of the season, they, they all know – what they have there and they could um, work together and I think maybe be uh, like the low 20s by the end of the season. I think maybe what I was most excited about was the fact that this team broke 30 points. Yeah. Because in an NFL where everybody scores 30 points a game, the Giants hadn't done it in years. And We did it last year. Yeah, I, with no consistency, you know. I mean, anytime they get near 30 – Whoever's calling the game will quickly point out that the Giants have done it once or twice in however long it's been, and that's frustrating. I don't understand, you know, that, that that mentality where, you know, you go up a couple of scores and then sort of sit on the ball is a very old-school mentality. Why are the Patriots so good? It's the Patriots go up by two touchdowns and try to score two more. I don't think yeah. enough teams around the league do that, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, I think there was a lot to build on, but again, I don't want to be six and ten. Yeah, I agree with that. I want to be three and thirteen. I want to be four and twelve. I think that's 
that's what's best for the Giants. I don't think that this defense is going to win a playoff game. And I don't know if if 11 more weeks or yeah, 12 more weeks is going to is going to get me there. I don't know if it's going to get this defense to be good enough. Especially when when you look at guys like Ogletree and Jenkins and they're the ones not playing well. Like how does that yeah. whole thing work out? Yeah. Who gets benched and then how does that, you know what I mean? So there, there's going to be a lot more before I, I think, you know, the Giants kind of get over the hump. But I'm so excited for next season, which is so stupid to say because we're three games into this yeah. season. But everything I see except for the play calling and the coaching uh, right now is improving. I, again, I still think that they're running into bad coaching calls. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Regards to the draft and that stuff, I mean, it, it is – like you're being a little picky with that. Obviously, it's better to get a higher draft pick, and you want your team to get the better, the better player. But I think there is a good enough. You can always find those players. They mid-round. need an impact guy on defense. Yeah, yeah you're right. But I and think, you're not getting that at the 12th or 14th pick. Well, you never know. You never know. And also, I mean, this is a young squad of guys on the defense, and the young guys are. The ones doing well. It's the yeah. Anton Bethea's. It's the Alec Ogletree's. It's the Janoris Jenkins who are suspect yeah. right now. And, yeah. So I think just adding more to that core regardless and developing them, that, that could that could help Daniel that could help this Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley led offense on the defensive side. Also, I mean, let's let's stick with the man of the hour, Daniel Jones here. I mean his rushing ability, he's not a Lamar Jackson, but that that's something we spoke about in the prior episodes. Eli Manning can't do. He can't roll out. He can't go and pick up the first down when he's scrambling. And also, uh, I read an article. The He went into the huddle when they were there, and he said, let's fucking score. Like, that. if that isn't leadership, I don't know <laughs> what is. And I, I, was, I was a big – I was on him – about his leadership when we drafted him. But that that proves to me that this guy is for real and this guy is the future of the New York Giants. Yeah, it's definitely impressive seeing a 22-year-old take command of that, that whole Giants offense in the game, later in the game, when they were down 28-10, to 10, um, just putting his head down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just putting his head down, um, going to work, finding uh, his rookie receiver, Slayton, who had a very quiet big game. Yeah, he did. Three catches, 82 yards. Um, Giants almost had 300-yard receivers. Ingram had 113 in the big touchdown, and Sterling Shepard had 100 yards. So Daniel Jones definitely um, found good rhythm with his targets, and the leadership, like you said, was definitely there. He looked just comfortable and poised the whole game. It didn't look like any of the pressures, especially in the second half when Shaq Barrett was getting to him a lot and yeah. Carl Nassib. Um, it wasn't affecting him. He was still keeping his eyes downfield, and it didn't affect him the whole game, and that's why uh, he was poised, confident enough to go get that game-winning drive. He saw the the Red Sea part pretty much, fourth and five, and he just took it, and it's definitely, definitely exciting. The Giants trailing by 18 points – Hadn't come back to win a game since October of 1949 against the Chicago Cardinals. How's that? That's a long time. I I think the confidence goes a long way here and how they get literally start the game off. You know, if you look at the way Eli went, you know, uh, uh, taking the Giants down and scoring uh, on on the first drives, that's that's what you want to do. Giants had been outscored in the first half 70 to 24. So while we were scoring on the first drive, that was pretty much about the end of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're now outscoring their opponents 39-24 in the second half. So for me, and this is why watching this past Sunday's game, the Bucs obviously had the kick lined up. It seemed like another one of those heartbreaking losses. What I think we are seeing, though, is a better second-half football team than what we've seen in the last few years. And I think this even goes back to when Eli was in there. You know, I I think this team is making the right adjustments at halftime, but I guess my thought is, is why why doesn't this team show up ready to play? Because they're getting their their butts handed to them pretty bad in the first half. 
Yeah. You know, and I don't know how much of this is other teams letting up off the gas a little bit or if they're making the right adjustments, but it's a tale of two cities right there. Yeah, when I played football, the my coach always emphasized the most important drive of the game, first drive of the second of the second half. And the first drive of the second half, the Giants passed it to Evan Ingram, scored mm-hmm. a 75-yard touchdown. That that is key because that kicks off the momentum. That's what brought them back. That's the stuff that we didn't have prior. I mean, if you look, go back and look at the most successful uh, Giants teams, it, it did come from defensively, whether it was a big sack, big interception, or anything like that. But having an explosive offense like this to come out second and make that whole second half theirs, it was great. I mean, there are obviously some uh, downsides to Daniel Jones. He wasn't perfect. I mean, he did constantly look downfield and kind of ignore the pressure some some part of the time. And if he he is mobile, he showed that. So if he can start to learn the pressure and where it's coming from, roll out, get out of the pocket, and then make a play downfield, he, he he's a stud. He's a superstar. But uh, the I mean, Matt Gay, I. Uh, he had a rough day, and I, I'm I feel bad for him because I I'm a Utah Utes guy when it comes to college football, and uh, rookie kicker did not make not getting the job done. That that's rough, but I mean this is a type of game that legends start off like this is a legendary game, and I I like the future for Daniel Jones. Now let's talk a little bit about the future for Daniel Jones. Because this week he's got the Redskins at home. His first home start. Redskins had a tough loss against the Bears. Uh, Case Keenum looked atrocious. Uh, Everyone was, all Redskins fans are begging and pleading to put Dwayne Haskins in. And this is very reminiscent of the Giants after week two. So it kind of scares me if they put Dwayne Haskins in. Could they have a little rally like like the Giants just did? Who knows? But, I mean, the rally is over. I think this is the most important game to see. I mean, everyone rallied around Daniel Jones to get that jo- to get the job done in uh, Tampa. Now, let's see how good they actually are against a not-so-good team like the Redskins. Yeah, it's always a very important game playing in the division. Um, first home start for Daniel Jones. It's going to be important for him to go out um, and play well and try and uh, get this team scoring early, and as well as the defense trying to keep the Redskins off the board early because the Redskins' offense, I would say, is probably the worst offense that we've looked at so far. Even though the Bucks aren't a great overall team, they have a pretty explosive offense. They have some pretty good playmakers. Aside from Terry McLaurin, I don't think there's too much we have to worry about the dynamic rookie receiver. So hopefully we look to have probably Janoris on him the whole game with maybe some safety help over the top because we left Janoris on an island all game against top 10 receiver in the league. Yeah. Um, that doesn't Obviously, Janoris didn't play well, but that doesn't bode well for him. So I think we look to keep the Redskins scored down in the first half. Um, we got our first turnover this week, so hopefully we keep that going, um, try and get a couple turnovers this week with a turnover-prone team. And on that defense, um, I'd – just try and try and air the ball out. Obviously, Wayne Gallman is going to come in. He's he look he looked good in the preseason. He's always been a solid backup to Saquon as long as he's been here. And the Giants, even though they looked um, a little iffy in the pass blocking in the second half, um, the run blocking has been great all season. Yeah. So try and find some lanes for Gallman. Um, get that play action going a little bit. Get Jones outside the pocket and start scoring on uh, Landon Collins and the Redskins defense. I, I, you know, the, I think the biggest difference between the Giants and the Redskins is that the Redskins' offensive line is also pretty bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, they're. Eric I mean, they're, yeah. He lied a lot of Eric Flowers on. It's not a good one. Uh, you know, they should throw Haskins in there. I, I think you get that added energy when you bring the rookie, uh, you know, number one pick in. I think there's a different feel, a different buzz for the team. Um, I. Uh, I definitely had to take the Bears this week in my suicide because I forgot to put my pick in on Sunday. Uh, Knew the Bears would take care of business. I've watched the Redskins now twice uh, in full this season, and that is not a good team Mm -hmm. uh, in any way, shape, or form. At home, Daniel Jones is 
in a really good spot. I, I think yeah. for, for his first two games, I don't think you could have asked for better matchups and better places to play. I think the idea that, you know, uh, a road start in Tampa pressures a little bit less than it would have been if it would have been in New Jersey. Uh, and now he'll get a chance with a win under his belt and some confidence to go up there and get things done. I tell you that kid Connolly, man. Uh, you know he's a he's he's one of those ball magnets. He's wherever the mm -hmm. ball is, you can bet he's going to be there. That pick was huge. I'd love to see the corners grab one uh, at some point uh, in the next couple yeah. weeks. That would be fantastic. Uh, you know, and to be fair to Janoris Jenkins, they left him on an island, but that's. You know, that's what your shutdown corner does. Yeah. That's what his job is. So, you know, again, on the one hand, I feel bad for the guy because I've always, I've always liked him. I mean, when the Giants guy was so so glad when the Giants picked him up. But, uh, you know, you can't, you can't be talking smack to your teammates mm -hmm. and then play like that. You just can't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised he hasn't been moved or released because of that, because, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't know if any, anybody agrees with me on this, but I just felt like there's, you know, again, a little bit of quit, a little bit of like, bah, whatever. Yeah. That was sort of the sense that I got. Like, he didn't really seem too broken up about it. Yeah. I think uh, this offseason as well, a lot of people were expecting uh, Janoris to maybe get moved when we were uh, in a trade frenzy, just trading everyone away when yeah. Olivier, Odell. Um, when all that was happening, I think people, a lot of people expected Jackrabbit to go, but, I mean, they kept him around. So, I mean, they're just going to have to stick with him. Hopefully, you know, he gets a little more confident with a couple better games, obviously, than he did last week. So, I think it's just about getting that confidence back. Um, I think he's definitely not the player he was in 2016 when he was um, a Pro Bowl player, but I, I think that he can definitely get back to his ways to um, lead this defense into a better second half of the year. Definitely lost a step. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this game coming up against the Redskins could be beneficial for him if he is on McLaurin. I mean, rookie receiver against a veteran, you can pull off some veteran stuff to get by, hopefully. But uh I mean, another big storyline going into this game, Landon Collins revenge game. I mean, it's I, I I don't know why the Giants traded him away in the first place. He was the best defensive player on the field. He was but... my favorite player on the defense. I loved Landon Collins. That was like a that and Odell literally just was like two knife wounds to the heart. It was a tough week. It was awful. I mean, awful. But at least they traded Beckham to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we got to play Landon twice a year. So, uh, I mean, that should be interesting. Uh, let's get into picks then. I, I'm doing what I always do, and I will never not take the Giants. I'm taking the Giants to get it done at home. But I do want to see Dwayne Haskins in the game. Yeah, I have Giants in this one. Um, I think they win probably probably by a touchdown. I expect it to be kind of a close game uh, down towards the end. But I think uh, Daniel Jones will have a nice drive at the end, throwing uh, all over Landon Collins in that Redskins secondary. So I think Giants win by a touchdown in this one. You didn't mention what our records are going into us doing our picks here. We don't. We don't need to mention that <laughs> I was because go after this one, it's funny. I'm I'm one game up on Jace, yep. and only because I've been wrong about the Giants a bunch of times so far, and I won't be wrong this week. I've added Adrian Peterson to my fantasy team, but he is on the bench this week. Nice, mm. because the New York Giants are going to get to 2-2 two and two with Daniel Jones' first home victory, although I don't think he'll play as well as he oh, did no. last week. Yeah. He's going uh, to have a Meadowlands kind of game at MetLife Stadium. The Redskins' defense is pretty solid. Uh, mm -hmm. Ryan Kerrigan uh, is a solid pass rusher, so I expect him to get at Daniel Jones a little bit, make Daniel Jones have to – read the defensive line and understand the pressure better because that was, like I said earlier, a big weakness in this game. But you brought up the records, Joe. Last week, both you and I were 11-5. and five. Sean, 10-6. and six. Good one. We, that was a solid That's week. That's a wild everyone. card. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. 
That's a wild card appearance. That's not bad. It's all and about then, improvement. We're like the <laughs> I'm like the Giants here. It's just improving as the season goes on. That's all you got to do. About. And then uh, for the season so far, Joe in lead, 33, four and one. Me one game behind, 32, 15 and one. And Sean, 26, 21 and one. So you gotta. I can live with it. Catch up here, Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm coming. All right. He'll get hot. He'll go on a run. All right, and then uh, Thursday night football this week. The Eagles are going to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Third straight home game for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers loves to play after a good night's rest in his own bed, and the Packers are going to get it done over an injury-plagued Eagles team. I haven't picked against the Packers at Lambeau yet, and I don't, I'm not going to change that this week, especially with a struggling Eagles team who uh, – doesn't really know their identity right now. Um, turning the ball over a lot. A lot of drop passes with the wide receivers. And the defense hasn't uh, looked as good as people expected. And the Packers' defense has looked great so far, obviously. Yeah. Their offense hasn't really got it clicked so far, but they're still uh, already 3-0. and So I expect them to go into this one, um, put up some points on the Eagles. I expect and maybe win by a touchdown or 10. This is one of those games where a bad team – dealing with injuries, goes to Lambeau, and loses. So there's no way the Eagles are going to win there. They are definitely too banged up. Not, there's, not a lot, there's not a lot good going on there. I generally try to, like when I'm doing a pick, I'm like, does it seem realistic that team's going to fall to 1-3 and three and be a game behind the Giants? And yes, came right to mind. So, done. I mean, lucky for them, they might have Alshon Jeffrey back. But uh, Deshaun Jackson still not still no go, and then uh, the Titans go to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Uh, Falcons they looked good against the Eagles, but that was because of the injuries. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Titans, just a better defense, and I think they're gonna get it done on the road this week. Yeah, Falcons are a little banged up already. Um, but I think that their offense is still good enough. I don't I don't trust the Titans' offense right now. Um, Marcus Merritt, he had a solid week one, but after that, he's just been average like he has his whole career. So I don't, I don't trust that Titans offense enough. I think that the Falcons at home, um, they always play well at home. So I think that they go out and I think it will be a tight game, but I think Falcons win late. Um, Marcus Mariota, who for some reason I think you have a bit of a soft spot for, is a below average quarterback with yeah. flashes of goodness. And uh, it won't happen in Atlanta at that dome. Uh, I, I think this is an easy one for the Falcons this week. I don't have a soft spot for Mariota. I just I just like their defense. And right now, I mean, I'm chasing them. You like Mariota. Just admit it. I, no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like two weeks ago, you were talking about his magic or something. Remember, he was like, oh, I think he's going to pull off his magic. That's a thing for Mariota because he doesn't have magic. All right, uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm just chasing them because I I know if I keep picking them, they'll get a win. One. It's got to. <laughs> God, they're gonna win at least they five games. Yeah. Then, uh, then we got my one of my favorite games of the year: the Pats at the Bills, because the Bills Mafia is crazy, and you know there's gonna be a sex toy thrown onto the field, <laughs> and that's always a funny. See how CBS deals with that, but also the Patriots, they they demolished the Jets. Uh, Stidham came in, let up a pick six. Uh, If you were betting on that game, that ruined the spread for you, Mm -hmm. which isn't good. But uh, also the Antonio Brown saga with the Pats, them cutting him, and now him going back to college and him looking like he's never going to play another down in the NFL. But... um, with all this hype with the Bills being undefeated and them at home, I'm going at the Bills to get the upset this week. Mark my words. I, yeah, I think a lot of people are, are expecting maybe a Bills upset or a close game. Um, I'm going to go the complete opposite direction here. I think that the Pats win big. Um, Bills haven't played anyone really in their first three weeks, especially with Eli at quarterback for us. Um, so I don't. I think that their defense is good, and Josh Allen has make has made strides in his second year. But this Pats defense has been tremendous so far. On top of Tom Brady, um, 
whoever you put out there with him, he's going to put up points. So I think that the Patriots uh, win big in Buffalo. Boy, the Patriots do have to lose games. At least two or three every season. And Buffalo, I think, is as good a place as any for the Patriots to lose. But it's too early in the season, and the Patriots are way too good right now. So I think it's going to be close. I think the Bills may even lead late in this one. I think the Patriots will pull it out, though. I mean, going back to last year, the Pats dropped one to the Lions early. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Uh, Speaking of the Lions, Chiefs going to Detroit. Uh, I've been really high on the Lions. I picked them every week so far. You have to be high to be high on (laughs) the Lions. Undefeated. Undefeated. They sure are. But uh, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I I really like the Lions defense, but the Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Jace, you said uh, what I was going to say. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people think just because Detroit's at home. Um, their defenses look tremendous so far. And their offense is uh, moving the ball pretty good as well. But uh, like you said, it's the Chiefs. It's the most explosive offense in the NFL. I think that it could be a tight game and that maybe the Lions hang around until the fourth quarter, but that's when the, the Chiefs will take off and win this game. Those domes are really tough to play in. Yeah. And the Chiefs are a very good team. I think some of the thunder uh, will be zapped at the dome. Not enough of it, though. So let's go, Chiefs. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta walk myself through the pack. I've already <laughs> yeah. selected my. Just everybody knows I've already made my pack. Yeah. But I, I, so, I before yeah. I commit to it 100, percent just gotta walk myself through it. Yeah. You gotta convince yourself. I do. Right. Yeah. Hey, it's worked and worked so far. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, I should try it. It's out. a good formula, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's worked so far. You mentioned so. domes. The Raiders are going to Lucas Oil Stadium to take on the Colts team that you've been high on a lot, Joe. I think you picked them every every week so far. Uh, but And I've picked against them every week, but I'm going with the Colts this week to get it done. Jacoby Brissett's looks really, really good. Brissett's the real deal. I told you that. He has looked really good. Uh, he has the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That offense looking very good. Um, yeah, I think that the Raiders, they don't have much to look forward to this season. And that the Colts playing at home with Jacoby Brissett um, balling out, I think that they win this game. Uh yeah, they win this game at home against the Raiders pretty easily. Jacoby Jones and uh, Terrell Williams are both on my fantasy team. And they got off to pretty good starts for the Raiders uh, yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Haven't really been putting up the numbers because the Raiders, let's be honest, they stink. <laughs> yeah, and There's no way they're going to be able to take out my man Brissett, who's riding high in Indy. Now, mind, this, this Andrew Luck thing... Might be the luckiest thing that's happened to that team in a long time. Yeah, we'll have that's to an see. Interesting take. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy was banged up, and and you know, it, it's funny. I I do keys to the city a lot, and and Trevor Keys has been high on Andrew Locke for years. Like he just he thought that guy was like the next big thing. When Brady and 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 uh, uh, Peyton retired, he was like, this league's gonna belong to Andrew Locke. And I, I never felt that way about Andrew Luck. I always thought he was too banged up. And um, I, I really do. I think this is this is the best thing that could have happened to Indy. Yeah, I think Andrew looks more like a Ben Roethlisberger than a Brady or yeah. Breeze. A team. I thought you meant a rapist. No, I'm just <laughs> – I joke. I joke. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the Chargers going to Miami. The dumpster fire that is Miami – uh, Chargers are going to get it done, plain and simple. Yeah, the Chargers winning in this one. Uh, the cool thing is, is I uh, in my suicide league, I have not taken the Chargers yet, so I'm putting my pick in now. Chargers. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the Browns who uh, struggled with play calling and people coming out against Freddie Kitchens. A fourth and nine draw play. He is a clown. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. He looks yeah. like an unemployed clown. I mean, they had a tough game uh, last week against the Rams. 
a similar tough game going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. They do not get it done on the road. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, runs all over them. Yeah, there's too many question marks on that Browns offense. I think right now, uh, O line's the biggest one. Uh, yeah. Baker Baker Mayfield has been running for his life first couple of weeks, and uh, with that Ravens defense generating uh, pressure up front, I don't see that ending well for the the Browns O line. And I I see Baker having a rough day in Baltimore, and I think that the Ravens win this one. This is just the kind of game where Baker Mayfield pulls one out of his butt, has himself a day. Odell Beckham, one of my fantasy football my, uh, guys, is he's been all right so far this year. I feel like he's due for a big game. Uh, but in Baltimore against the Ravens, nah. I love Lamar Jackson, by the way. So do I. Fantastic ball player. Yeah, I mean, Ravens could be an actual Super Bowl contender. They've I think they are. Really good this year. I feel I feel like you could probably put them up there. It's early, but they're 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 an early pick for me. I think it's going to okay. come down to them and the Patsies. Yeah, maybe. And then I mean the Chiefs are always in yeah, there no too. Chief. So we'll see. Fun. And I mean Lamar Jackson Oh, and the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Lamar Jackson playing with a chip on his shoulder. I'll tell you, you know, I was gonna, I was concerned about what the Chiefs' defense was gonna look like this season. You know, mm-hmm. they moved a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, but I guess sometimes that works out best. Sometimes you just trade you the best receiver in football and you start winning games with your backup yeah. quarterback. You never know. Yeah, they got yeah. some returns too. They got um Frank Clark from Seattle and then uh Tyron Matthew. Obviously, yeah. So they, they got a couple it's where it worked out. Back. It's worked out. I, I was, I wasn't sold, but I, I definitely am now. Speaking of Tyron Matthew, coming from the Texans, the Texans host the Panthers, who were surprising last week as uh, Kyle Allen stepped in for Cam Newton and gave that offense life, throwing the ball all around. But the Texans' offense is just way better, and the Texans get it done at home. I'm going Panthers in this one. I'm right. I'm picking Kyle Allen. Um, riding high off that that win. I feel like the Texans are always they always hang around 500 throughout the season, and not just their final record. I feel like every week they just go win loss, win loss, and it's something like that. So I see the Panthers winning this game. Um, they still have a, a pretty good defense to handle that Texans offense, and I just I think the Texans get a lot of hype every year. I think that Panthers um riding high um off their young quarterback going to this one with a little bit of confidence and they get a late late win um over the texans in the end man last week what a week for quarterbacks who were not starters when they got to camp i mean it was a great week this week i think things are gonna be a lot different and if there's somebody i like better than lamar jackson it's uh deshaun watson i got super in the clemson when he was there i think this kid's the real deal uh i i I understand you're picking the Panthers here. I think it's going to be close, and I'm only I'm only going to pick the Texans because they're at home. But you're right. I feel like they do go win loss win loss. I think they can win two in a row, and then they'll just lose two in a row. Probably something I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in case I wasn't clear, Texans. And then uh, I mean, JJ Watt's got to be licking his lips for some fresh meat out of the quarterback yeah. to chomp on. <laughs> Then uh, Bucks obviously coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Giants. Go on the road to L.A. to face the Rams. Uh, Bucks struggling, and they do not find uh, relief against L.A. Yeah, schedule doesn't help them out after a tough 0-3 start. You would hope going into that fourth game, hey, maybe we have a chance, but you're going to the defending NFC champions who are looking hot right now, look good so far. So I think that the Rams win handily in this one. Well, I think Jameis Winston looked fantastic. I think there was a lot to build on. They should have won that game, and they know it. And that would have been just the kind of win they needed to maybe turn things around. Uh, Obviously, Mike Evans with the breakout game. Still, O.J. Howard. Love to see a little more action from him. Um, Bucks. I don't know when they're going to start rolling. It ain't going to be this week against the Rams. Okay. But uh, I do like them, and I'm, and I'm hopeful for them. All right, and then uh, staying out west, the Seahawks go to Arizona to face the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, Cardinals have looked pretty good, but Seahawks 
Yeah, they're going to bounce back from a home loss against the Saints and destroy the Cardinals. That defense is just too good for a rookie quarterback. I think that the Cardinals are hungry for the first win going into week three. Um, Seahawks just came off a tough loss, and their offense hasn't hasn't looked too great so far. I think that – and their their defense has looked a little bit vulnerable. So I think that Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury uh, get a plan to put up a lot of points this week, and I think that they win uh, by a field goal late. I absolutely love Kyler Murray. He's been putting up really great numbers. I, interestingly enough, I actually have him and Russell Wilson on my fantasy team. Wilson's obviously been a little more consistent, but uh, now twice this season, uh, the Rook has outdone uh, my man. But coming off a, a tough home loss, which I don't think anybody saw coming. No. I know that knocked out some people out of my suicide league. Seahawks seem a little less invincible. They always play great out there in Seattle. Yeah. Out in the desert, things are a little bit different. But I still think they're going to barely pull it out. I'll take the, the Hawks. All right, and going from the desert to the up north, the Vikings visit the Bears. The Bears ha- had an impressive win on Monday Night Football, but it was impressive against the Redskins. It looked like their offense was finally starting to do things. But, I mean, against a tough Vikings defense, I don't think they can do what replicate what they did on Monday night. Vikings get it done on the road in Chicago. Yeah, I think I went back and forth with this one. I think it will be a very tough NFC North game. Um, probably low scoring. Both defenses are very good. And um, both offenses aren't, you know, they don't put up a lot, a lot yeah. of points. You know, not very high scoring. So I think it will definitely be a brawl. But I think that the Bears are going to pull it out late in this one I think that Kirk Cousins hasn't um shown a lot this season they're not passing the ball nearly as much they're riding the coattails Dalvin Cook um feeding him and just letting him go but I think against that tough front seven of the Bears I don't expect them to get much production on the day like I said I think it's a low scoring game that the Bears pull out late it is tough for anybody to win football games on the road in the NFL yeah. And there are places, I mean, the Domes, Seattle, Lambeau, Soldier Field being another one of them. Those are tough places to go and win on somebody's turf. And Mitch Trubisky is god-awful. He is such a he, – he is – he makes Marcus Mariota look like Joe Montana. That's my <laughs> – right. that's my hot take of the week. Um, Sizzling. I've been I've been flipping on this game because the Vikings don't play well outside and it's Chicago. But I'm gonna take the Vikings thirteen to ten if you had to gun to my head. That's right. where I'm going with this. I think All it's right. gonna be yeah. I, I agree. I think it's gonna be a, a low scoring game. So, uh, I think uh Trubisky throws like four picks. <laughs> yeah. I could see it. It'll be great. It'll yeah. be a fun game. <laughs> fun game if you like turnovers. <laughs> Talking about tough place to play, the Jaguars go to Denver to take on the Broncos, mile high. But, uh, I mean, this Gardner, Gardner Minshew kid, the swag and the moxie and everything around him, he's going to get it done, beat the Broncos on the road. Yeah, I picked my guy Gardner last week, and uh, I'm going to stick with Minshew Mania here. I think that – and the Broncos are terrible. I think that they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. Defense hasn't looked good with Vic Vangio coming in so far, and the offense is probably one of the worst. So I think that the Jags um, winning this one uh, maybe by a touchdown. Right now, Minshew is on top of the world. On Sunday, he's literally going to be on top of the world, and he's going to have trouble breathing at at 5,000 feet. I said it's hard to win on the road in the NFL, and I truly believe that uh, as much fun as Minshew Mania has been, I don't think the Jags have the swag to pull off the upset in Denver. I'm taking the Broncos. All right. The Broncos have to win some games this season. I mean, this might be one of a handful. Maybe. They kept it pretty close with the Bears and the Packers, but uh, should be an interesting game. And then uh, the Cowboys go to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Cowboys, both the Saints and the Cowboys have been looking really good. 
real question mark here for me is can the Saints offensive line keep Demarcus Lawrence off Teddy Bridgewater? I think they will, and I think that high-powered offense will get it done with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, and the Saints beat the Cowboys. Feels good to pick against the Cowboys. Yeah, I really don't want to pick the Cowboys to go 4-0, and I was going back and forth. I think it will be a very close game. Saints are always good at home, but I don't I don't think that they can sustain um, what they did against the Seahawks um, with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. They got – they got a pick six and a punt return, which gives them 14 free points yeah. uh, away from the offense. And going against that tough Cowboys defense, who's definitely better um, than the Seahawks defense right now, I just think it will be a tough one to pull out, even at home. I think that it goes down to the wire, but I expect the Cowboys to pull it out late. Tough to win in them domes. But I don't know, man. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, if this was Drew Brees, I would definitely be telling you the Saints. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but then again, the Cowboys have Dak Prescott, and I never believe in that young man's abilities. Uh, but this week, I think he's going to pull out the 33-30 win, and the Cowboys will start the season, unfortunately, at 4-0. and all right, and then Monday Night Football. <laughs> are you mad at me for the pick, or are you mad that they're going to be 4-0? I, I, I picked them, too. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm just upset uh, the Cowboys are going to be 4 The Cowboys are a much, much, much better team than the Giants. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be interesting to see them again yeah. uh, second time through to kind of gauge where – we you know, have, where where yeah. things are at. It, it really will. I'm kind of uh, looking yeah. forward to that. I'll be there Monday night. Oh, oh, awesome. Giants, Cowboys, yeah. Should be exciting. All right. Speaking of Monday night, the Bengals go to Pittsburgh. This is a old-school WWE loser leaves town match because <laughs> both winless. Uh, I mean, the Bengals have stuck in close. Steelers, I mean... I don't know what to think of the Steelers. Uh, I mean, Mason Rudolph, uh, John Connor's not able to get it done. Neither is Juju. So, but I think if you're looking at the better team, Steelers are the better team, and they get it done at home against the Bengals. Yeah, it's tough to think that the Steelers will start a season going off 0-4 after yeah. their sustain, or sustained success over the previous four or five decades, which has really been impressive. And the Bengals, their their defense is awful. O-line is awful. While the offense puts up some points, I, like I said, I don't trust that O-line um, against the Steelers' defense. Uh, but they have some good pass rushers, Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt. So I think that the Steelers uh, turning around, I think that they actually win big in this game. Um, little statement win going 1-3 and three and beating the Bengals on Monday night. It's hard to believe we live in a world where I think the Bengals are better than the Steelers because in my lifetime, I'm 44, I think that's happened about four times. Uh, but clearly right now, the Steelers are a disaster. Uh, Mason Rudolph isn't clearly the uh, future of that franchise. And uh, I think that spells uh, a great road win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. All right, let's go into fantasy football now. Uh, top performers from week three, the perfect lineup would have been at QB Russell Wilson with 44 points. He was fantastic this past yeah. week. Yeah, he was. Then uh, four running backs, Alvin Kamara with 36 like and Mark man. Ingram with 35. Uh, wide receivers, Mike Evans, 45. I had to play up against him and lost. And then Keenan Allen with 43. Then tight end, Darren Waller for the Raiders, 26 points. Uh, a flex, Cooper Cup, 33 points, wide receiver for the Rams. And then the defense, the Bears got themselves 20 points. And what was interesting to me, the second-best defense was the Jets, even though they got smoked by the Pats, the big pick six, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and then for waiver wire, I, the, these guys are probably available in your leagues. Daniel Jones, obviously, if you if you're having some QB trouble, 
I think now is the perfect time to get him because he's going to have a great game against the Redskins. Uh, Tony Pollard, uh, running back for the Cowboys, uh, he put up 21 points last week. Uh, he's a guy that in Madden, he's got the highest speed rating, so you put him in to do that stuff. But I think he's going to be solid on the in act, on the actual field as well. Taylor Gabriel had a great game for the uh, for the Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky finally finds the receiver he likes to go to. Uh, Taylor Gabriel had 31 points. Uh, then Will Disley, I mentioned him last week. He's still on uh, most waivers. Uh, tight end for the Seahawks. He had himself 18 points uh, this week. I think um, this week... Looking at big performances, I think uh, from the quarterback position, I expect Phillip Rivers to have a big game. Um, he's going into Miami against the Dolphins, where yeah. um, teams have just been tearing it up against them. And uh, Phillip Rivers has been uh, position ranked 14th right now for QB, so he's been like middle of the pack. But I, I don't expect that to carry on too much longer. I think that he has a big performance. Uh, running back, I think Joe Mixon, uh, after two – Bad performance of the first two weeks. He started to get it going a little bit this week. Uh, he's finally got above 15 carries and a, a couple catches and a touchdown. And going into a Monday night primetime game with a, not a great Steelers um, pass defense and, or run defense for that matter, I think that he goes and has a big game. And then other performances, Robert Woods has been quiet so far against a bad Buck secondary. I think that he has – a monster week this week and then tj hawkson another guy who did great week one and then has been quiet since then but i expect it to be a high scoring game with them and the chiefs um so i think that he gets a lot more volume uh going into week four and those are my standout guys greg olson carolina has been a beast all yeah. season uh he's my tight end he's been absolutely fantastic tyler lockett of seattle um, when, when Baldwin retired, there was some question about how good he was going to be as a one. He had a phenomenal week uh, last week, and so far this season, he has been pretty amazing. Sterling Shepard coming out of the concussion protocol last week had a huge day. I would expect that uh, again this week against that awful Washington defense. And, and, and I mentioned earlier on Adrian Peterson, uh, he's available in your league. Trust me. Uh, he's going to get the bulk of the carries in Washington for the mm -hmm. time being, uh, you know, AP can still break scores and he's going to get the ball in his hands. Uh, I assume good things will happen. Uh, the giants defense isn't exactly great. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, I also think Wayne. I picked up Wayne Goldman jr. Uh, I think that is a, uh, you know, he's averaged 4.3 yards a carry for his career. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's probably one of the better running backs the Giants have had in the last five years. Uh, you mentioned earlier the pass-catching ability. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, and he scores touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He definitely he scores. Yeah. A touchdown vulture, if you will. Uh, he doesn't necessarily get them to the goal line, but he tends to pop it in from three or four yards out. Uh, so I'm pretty high on him. Uh, and then Kyler Murray, man, this kid's been phenomenal. I've had him on my bench all season so far. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to do it, but, uh, I may turn the reins over to him and set Russell Wilson down at some point, but Russ, big Russ still killing it. So yeah, that's what I got. Uh, I also have uh, James Conner against the Bengals, uh, an extra day of uh, an extra day of rest, especially in a Monday night. Primetime game. I think James Conner will finally break out and do replicate what he did last year. Uh, I also had Robert Woods against the Bucks, and for a defense, I think the Packers against the Eagles at home, and plus the Eagles' uh, offense is very banged up, and the Packers have just been looking very good. So I expect them to have a good Week Four as well. And uh, that's going to be it for the show. Thank you guys for listening and watching on Facebook. Uh, make sure you like the page if you're on Facebook. If not, go to Drawing About the G-Men on Facebook and like it there. Or you can go to Twitter and it's at Drawing About G-Men. Thank you guys for listening and we hope to see you next time.